In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we plug Weezer's new release, The Teal Album. Attention millennials, I drop some millennial speak and need to know if it qualifies. And we do an episode inspired by my childhood friends imitating me and ask what role does imitation play in professional selling? Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast in the history of podcasts. I'm Bill Kasky. I am Brian Neal. And apparently your children have nailed our <laughs> intro in your new studio. I will get Are it. Are you going to bring... I'll bring it yeah, in bring at some point. In. William, my seventh grade son, is probably the closest uh, to doing this for a living at, in okay. the four. <laughs> and then he's also really close to getting it down. So okay. a few more So we need to hear takes. that. Yeah, a few we'll more takes. Then, so. Well, we'd love to uh, come out and visit you as well. We say this, probably not every po- episode, but most. Uh, if you are having either a national sales meeting, a rollout, a retreat of any kind, and want to bring Brian or I or both of us in, send us an email to listener at advanced selling podcast in the subject line, put come see us. We've got uh, two or three gigs we're doing. One we're talking to a really nice client this fall about, and we've just come off the road here in the last month to do some things. So we would love to help you out and love to meet you and your gang. We just got another one while we're sitting here. Did we? Isn't that interesting when that happens? Yeah. I always wonder, so we say it, but then someone else did it. Yeah, this is for a national sales meeting in June. TikTok, a little close. Okay. We better get on that one. All eh? right. So anywho, hey, before we get into our topic today, today's podcast, we remind you, is brought to you by our friends at PandaDoc. If you need help creating beautiful sales proposals, and who doesn't, visit pandadoc.com forward slash ASP to download your free copy of Elements of a Winning Sales Proposal. Also brought to you by our friends at Outreach. If you want to make your team a revenue-driving machine, outreach.io forward slash ASP is the place to go to learn more about them. We thank you. Thank you, PandaDoc and Outreach for supporting the podcast. The PandaDoc read reminded me of a story I heard uh, yes. last week. I have a new client, and we were talking about video. I, and the, the conversation came up where he had gone in to make a presentation, and two or three of the people that were supposed to be there were not there. Yes. And I said, well, maybe you consider shooting a video. And he says, well, you know, you know, he had an excuse, had a reason. <laughs> and somebody else from the background said, I got a story for you. My best friend was going to buy a pickup truck. He was looking here in his local area. Yeah. And he also telephoned a dealer in Louisville, which is about two hours from where we are, uh-huh. who had a similar kind of truck. So they talked on the phone for a minute. But the guy said, you know, I kind of wanted just to stay in the United. I don't want to go to Louisville. Guy creates a video, a video of, he says, let, let me show you some of the trucks we have. Here's our lot. Here's me. I really appreciate you calling. It was like a little two or three minute video. He texted it to him. And guess where he bought the truck? Louisville. Wow. Because wow. he said, this guy created a, a, yeah. a connection with me yeah. way more than somebody that even I went and met because he, he took the time and the effort to shoot the video. So oh, that's an wasn't. example of, a, it could have been an email or a text, but instead this dude went to the trouble to do that and yes. it pays off. It's wonderful. Yeah. What a great little lesson. Yeah, it's a good lesson. Selling cars. I'm buying a car right now for my daughter. She Are got you? a wreck. Did I tell you that? She got a no. wreck. Ugh, it was awful. Totaled her car. Thank God she was fine. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. <laughs> little call back to the previous show. Yeah. It's one of the reasons there's a stoplight now on that street <laughs> that wasn't there really? before they started tearing up college. Yeah. Oh, oh. She made a little mistake going through there. Oh, tough tough go for that. a 16-year-old. Tough that's... go for the dad of the 16-year-old who has to pay for the insurance. But that's okay. Yeah. 
love her still, and thank God she's okay. Yeah. Uh, so today's uh, episode was inspired by a couple of my friends. So they say that um, imitation is the highest form of flattery, and the only thing I can do is believe that, and I believe that in my heart. So I've got a really good active group of friends who like to imitate other people, stars, famous people, and each other. And they've been having some fun imitating me and us on the podcast. And we actually have a couple of clips that Travi is going to uh, play for you to hear my friends, <laughs> friends in air quotes, imitating us. Hello, all you listeners um, with the Advanced Selling Podcast. This is Mike Kasky um, with Brian Neal. Um, today we're going to talk about baseball games and, and, and other things that um, I don't know much about. <laughs> <laughs> uh hey everyone brian neal here um checking with the peeps uh and i'm reaching out we're talking indie peeps i'm talking peeps from atlanta i'm talking to peeps that live in boulder and peeps in raleigh all oh, you peeps Wow. Yeah, those are my friends. That was Bell. impressive. You like? That was impressive. And then you start to say, do I really do that thing? And, and well, I do. We, yeah, we do the, the yeah. story about nothing, which is always funny, we think. And then I always laugh. Seinfeld made a living funny. about it. He did. So that's okay. Um, but uh, I said, how can we take a topic from this? So the topic is what role, <laughs> <It's a stretch. laughs> what role does imitation play in sales coaching and sales training and sales process? And all of us at some point... Um, have been given a script to follow or role played or given a process to follow that for any, uh, for lack of any other better word, we have had to imitate someone that we've heard, something that we've seen, something that we've been taught to do. Uh, in fact, there are some people, Bill, old school selling, that taught you this uh, psychological idea of mirroring. So like you're touching your chin, I'll touch my chin, yes, man. I'll make do. it. And when you lean back, I'll lean back. It's fun to do. If you ever get a salesperson who's mirroring you, it's fun to play with a little bit. <laughs> lean real far forward on them, just like gaze at them and see what they do, <laughs> and then sit back and laugh. Just seriously, you'll notice this. But uh, we want to talk about oh. what role, because there's some benefit to imitation. Like there's some benefit into training and coaching and looking at someone that's done something you want to do and saying, I want to do that, but also you know, keeping yourself pure and clean to your own intentions and your own authentic self that's the topic do you have a opening thought bill mm. i never liked the mirroring thing <laughs> i don't either I, I i always felt like it was a it was a little too contrived now i do like the idea is if you're speaking very slowly and i'm a fast talker i need to i need to monitor that because yes. if i come in and blow you away with or if you're a real smiley guy and i'm not or vice versa if you're calling on a cfo or traditional accountant type engineer type person you have to change yes but i never liked the if he does this you do this if she rubs her eye you rub you rub her eye the other the other eye can't see anything can you huh can't see can you see me now that's really bad. taking mirroring to the next level that's really bad, you so. you rub their <clears throat> eyes yeah I, I let's get into it i, I think I think you're right. We talked in some of the pre-show work up here that um, sometimes you will watch a Tony Robbins or a Dean Graziosi or a Michael Hyatt, and you'll hear them say something and say, man, that's a great idea. I can do that. I'm guilty of that. Yes. I, I, I listen to things and I watch things, and I'm getting a little better at not saying, whoa, we could do that. We could put that together in an hour. What you don't realize is a whole lot more than an hour went into it. Yep. And so a lot of times I think when we imitate someone, we need to be very careful about, well, what, where, did they, where did they start and where did they get with this 
so that we don't think we can do it in an hour. And it took Tony Robbins 400 hours to get there. Yes. Yeah. And a, and a team of people. As <laughs> so, Bill's mirroring me. Yeah. This is a fun game to play. I'll back my chair up too now. <laughs> I need a pencil. Travis, give me a pencil. <laughs> Number two, hard black. Okay. Hey, what if you could save 12 hours per week? creating proposals. I personally do not like to do proposals. Well, with PandaDoc, you can create, send, track, then e-sign beautiful proposals and quotes faster than making a single cold call. You'll also receive real-time notifications when your recipient opens, views, and signs them, thus accelerating your sales cycle. Try it for free for 14 days at pandadoc.com forward slash ASP. And while you're there, download your free copy of Elements of a Winning Sales Proposal. That's pandadoc.com slash ASP. Um, yeah, see, that's a, that's a thing that I think a lot of people have. And I wonder, so we, I had a conversation with someone, uh, who's a listener to the podcast and throughout that conversation, what I realized is they have consumed the podcast at a very, uh, light intellectual manner and they've gotten the language down, the imitation of the language that we say when we're talking about topics and things yeah, like that. Yeah. They have not gotten the deep rooted, uh, thought philosophical change down. Because it was clear, and they were even telling me things like, oh, I, I did that. You know, I, I used that close the file thing. Man, they called me right back. It worked like that, yeah. you know, or whatever the, yeah. it was. So that, that told me, like, so you can't, you got to be true to you, too. And you got to realize that things that work for others will not and may not and should not work for you. So you may hear something that Bill and I talk about on the podcast. It's not the idea of buying into everything we say. It's no. about filtering it and or no. putting it into your own life and your own framework and your own biz. Yeah. Right? I think. Yeah, I think that. When we're doing our consulting and coaching, a client will come to us and say, hey, Brian, I've got this situation. Um, I'm getting ready to go in tomorrow. Can you give me me some ideas on how I can position this whatever? Yes. And then you will say, and and you and I, I think, are are pretty decent at this, is saying, okay, here's how I would say it. Yes. And they're like, oh, man, I wish I'd have written that down. Did we record this? Oh, say that again. Yep. And I always feel like, I can't say it again. It never comes out the same way. But, or they will take notes and they'll go in and try to say it, and they will maybe even say the words, but they won't feel the feelings. Yes. And so, like you said, it's it's more than just the language. I think you've got to imitate the thinking yes. and this and the strategy behind the thinking. And you know, we talk about this notion of high intent, feel abundance, detach from the outcomes. There's a whole level of stuff that we've worked on over the years that makes the language really easy to say. Yes. But it's not easy to say if you're desperate and attached and you need the business really bad, the language will be out of sync. Yes, no doubt. I wrote down feel the feels. You know, we've been, we were music people and we're trying to, you know, we tend to, you know, age up in music. I'm Feel the feels. That's kind of a millennial saying, right? Hey, Travis, is that a millennial saying? All the feels. I think he's never said. I it. think the kids would say he's all the feels. Said. Hey, millennials, chime in here in the in the group. Tell me if you feel the feels. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Okay. Old man saying feel the feels. There's no doubt. What people don't see is they don't see that you started in this business 30 years ago. I started in this business 25 years ago. It took a really long time to get those feelings square in our heart and soul to be able to take any situation, put it into language where people are like, oh my gosh, say that again. It, it it's a learned skill over time. The 10,000 hour rule from Malcolm Gladwell's book Outliers yeah, good is a great example of that. If you read that book Outliers, it's a great book. And it, he talks about the 10,000 hour rule. You want to be really great at anything. You got to practice your craft at least 10,000 hours. He uses the example of the Beatles used to play for hours and hours at this German bar over and over for hours, eight, 10, 12 hours a day mm-hmm. to get good at their craft. So 
It's really good. That's the thing we don't yeah. see when we watch football no. or basketball. We, we no. you know, gymnastics, some of these precision sports, we don't see the thousands and tens of thousands of hours that went into it. No. And we say, oh, man, that that was pretty cool. I, I'm going to try that this that. weekend. I'm going to go imitate that. Yeah, yeah Tiger right. Woods just won the Masters. You know what? I like the way he went back <laughs> to his old clubs, I heard, from 20 years ago. The first, I'm do I think I'll do that. Yes. Yeah. Good and then the old time, you're trying to be, this is the other thing about imitation and sales, you can't keep trying to be someone else. And if you keep doing that, you're never going to get anywhere. you got to find your own deal, is my opinion, and then just be okay with your own deal. And you're going to see other people. I just saw a quote on Instagram that said, uh, no one's as successful as they look on Instagram. No one's as pretty or good-looking as they look without the filters. It's all a facade mm-hmm. on there to some degree. And people see that, though, on right on Instagram, social media, and they go, oh, my gosh, they're so buttoned up. They have such a great life. And you don't see what goes into it. You, do you just not. don't see it. So be careful to imitate what you see on the, on the, on the outside. So here's a, do you have, I've got a couple of thoughts yeah. and maybe more practical advice uh, or tactical uh, For things. sure. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one thing you might consider doing is just writing down, what is your philosophy? What is your business philosophy? Uh, and, and I don't just mean, hey, I treat people with respect and I, I'm, I'm high integrity and I never steal, I never lie. I, I'm more interested in what is your philosophy about what you do? What's, it, what's behind if you're in professional selling or professional leadership? So give me your, some of your philosophy points. Like, I believe that we all have another gear that we can run, that we can get to without having to work ourselves to death. Maybe that's yes. a philo- philosophical piece for you. But I think once you have your own philosophy, then you'll be able to take what Brian and I say or what you get from other people and insert it into your mix and make it sound like you. Yes. But if, you're philo- if you have no philosophy, if you have no philosophy, then you will just take bits and pieces and you'll, you'll skim it off the top and it's never going to be you. So think about what, what do I believe about myself, about my world, about my life, about my customers? Yes, love that. A little callback, too, to the last episode. The last episode, really we did talk about that. Um, I would also say tactically, you're going to hear sales gurus, sales coaches, your manager, um, maybe a peer on your team who's the number one salesperson say things, and you're going to try to grab sentences, sound bites, things like that. Anytime that happens, I want you to say, I like what, that, what I heard there. How would I say that? How would I say that? And the process to do this is very prescriptive. You first write out how you would say it, and you have to write like you write, um, not like you, or write like you speak, not write you write because you're going to say something. So write it like you speak it. Then bullet that thing and, and practice saying that, and then turn the page over and come off the page. Yeah. So you have to take, because you can, you can go watch a Broadway play. So if you've seen the movie Wicked or seen the, or the, uh, the play, rather, or the play Chicago, um, you see certain people play a certain character and it's a little different and it's the same. And it's because that character, that actor puts their own, you see right, Tom Hanks right. play a role. He plays a role a certain way. The interesting thing is the lines are the same. Yeah. So he doesn't imitate the people that have gone before him. He does his Tom Hanks version of the role. And that's what to me is the, the right way to do this in the sales yeah, deal. Yeah. For sure. It's like when you hear a band cover a, a song that somebody else <laughs> yes. did and you say, oh God, that, that wasn't very good. No. And yet if they would have done it first, they would, you would have said, <laughs> man, that was good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I will give a plug for the youngsters. Uh, Weezer, who's kind of an old band actually, just released an album called the Teal Album. That is all covers, and it is just oh, fantastic. Oh, really? Is the it really? Teal album. Yeah. Travis not He likes it. Weezer. Just, Weezer. No, just Weezer. Here we go. <laughs> age, age gap alert. Weezer. Yeah, oh, Weezer. Yeah. Not Weezy <clears throat> from the Jeffersons. Not Weezy. <laughs> Weezer. 
Uh, Brian, have you ever felt like you can't really connect with people? Never. (laughs) (laughs) But what if I did? Well, if you can't connect with prospects or or have an organized workflow to get deals closed, Outreach.io is the leading sales engagement platform. It supports sales representatives and their managers by making it simple to humanize and personalize communication at scale. So important today. Automating the soul-sucking manual work, dramatically increasing the productivity and efficiency of all revenue-generating teams. Check them out. Outreach.io slash advanced selling podcast to chat with them and receive a copy of their brand new ebook. That's outreach.io forward slash advanced selling podcast. Okay, last question for me, Bill, to banter. Script or no script? Script or no script? Mm, 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 mm. Mm. You mean like um, first call? Do I have a script? Yep, do, I, do I absolutely? And I've got clients. Memorized. Yep, I've got mm-hmm. especially inside salespeople are tend to to um, they're for lack of a better term forced yeah. to use a script. Yeah. I've got a client that does a PowerPoint that's from the owner. And the owner will not let them come off of the flow of the PowerPoint. Okay. And there's a lot of stuff if I were asked, I would change. Okay. Script or no script? Yeah, I don't like I don't like scripts because I don't think many of us are good enough to pull it off to where it sounds like it's unscripted. Yes. So to me, the secret, you know, we've always told the Jay Leno story about you can hear his stand-up and you hear it two nights in a row and it never looks like it's memorized and every every beat is memorized. It is. And yet it doesn't come across that way. And I think the same thing with a script is the instant I feel as a prospect, like you're kind of working me, you're working me through your system or your script, I think I start to get resistant. Yep. So if you are uh, really good at taking a script and making it feel like it's just off the cuff, you're winging it, then do it. But if you're reading it from your mind, no. I agree. I asked for the, from a customer experience standpoint, would you prefer that I talk to you or would you prefer that I go off of a script? And every human's going to go, I'd much rather you talk to me. I don't <laughs> want to hear a script. So why would we force someone to do that when we know the vast majority of the world would not want that? I know the reasons why. Well, it's predictable and all this, then I can measure and I can train and coach and da 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 and all that stuff. You can train and coach all the other stuff. You can measure all the other stuff. I think that's a cop-out. Yeah. So uh, I vote no script. I'm a fan of a guideline or yeah, framework. Yeah, Guidelines yeah, yeah. and frameworks are really important. Yeah. You have to know where you're going and have some intentionality behind what you're doing, but it doesn't need to be scripted, in my opinion. Yeah, because when you are on script and you say, hey, Mr. Prospect, this is Bill Caskey. How are you doing today? Well, um, I had a very close friend die. All right, well, good. <laughs> well, uh, let me tell you why I'm calling today. They don't, they're not even no. hearing. And uh, I had this conversation with my... <laughs> son-in-law the other night. And it, it we started talking about sales process. I'm not going to get into the gory details of it, yes. but he works with companies who have these sales processes and, and he sells them a product that helps them execute it. And I said, well, what's, what's the problem with most sales processes? And he says, they're not used. Sales processes, companies will go out and spend a million dollars on a sales process and nobody uses it. Why don't they use it? Yeah. Why don't they use it? Because uh, it doesn't work. They don't like it. Doesn't it's work. not valuable it's to them. Feels in, it feels, feels a little inauthentic. inhibiting. Yeah, or, yeah totally. Yeah. Inauthentic. And I said, well, why, why have we decided that we all need sales processes? What, what, who came along? What was the first person to come along and say, thou shalt have a sales process? Was it like <laughs> I don't know. Dale Carnegie? or I don't know. Xerox? I suppose it was Xerox. Who was the old process guy in the 60s? 
the the uh, manufacturing process guy. No, no, no. Um, uh, oh. Lean. Uh, oh, what is his name? Oh my gosh, like one of the most famous names ever in pr- in production manufacturing. Not Ford. Um, it was yeah. Um, uh, yeah. De- de- uh, Deming. Deming? Edward, J. Edward Deming. Or Deming? Yeah. Is that right? Did he discover Deming? UFOs too, or is that a different? <laughs> that was a different guy. <laughs> that was Stuart Wilde. <laughs> oh, oh, God, rest is dead soul. now. Whoops. Yeah, Deming was the, the process guy. Everything was measured and, yes. and metric. And, yeah. and, and I wonder whether, do we really need a sales process? And, and I'm, I'm open to both ways. Yeah. And I think most listeners would say, oh, absolutely. Because, but in a way, I think we've bought into the smoke around a sales process. And I'm wondering if the sales process doesn't cause us as much harm as it does us good. Yes. And we'll talk about that on another episode. That sounds like a really good of one. Days of our lives. I believe. Glad you joined us today. Once again, if you have an upcoming sales meeting or retreat and want to bring uh, Brian or I or both in, go to send us an email to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Come see us in the subject line. We're, we're getting them in as we talk. And this is not even live, and we're still getting them in as we I'm talk. just checking to see if we got any more while we're on, on air here. And right. Nothing yet, but maybe. So anyway, make sure you also go to our LinkedIn page and friend us there. Be a part of our tribe. Nearing 11,000, we're going to be putting some good stuff up there. So we'll talk soon. See you.